0: Radio. Pre-roll time. The Cheers to Comics podcast is proudly brought to you by Inked Marketing Solutions. And the Inked Marketing Solutions crowdfunded comic for this here episode is The Smiths. I'm still talking about The Smiths. I'm not going to stop talking about The Smiths, people. The Smiths, the nefarious Smiths, on Kickstarter now. Uh, Trouble in Tijuana. The Smiths, uh, the, the, I've, I had Doug, the creator of The Smiths back on the podcast way, way early in the days of this podcast, I was still learning how to talk to people. Um, But I I knew that there was something to this book. I knew that I was all about it, and here we are. He's back on Kickstarter after putting out five issues in an annual since we've talked. Now he's got uh, a a pretty awesome one-shot special coming out to just kind of you know play with the Smiths family. Uh, the Smiths, I mean, why the Smiths? Well, you never get to play with the bad guys, right? Can you imagine a family of bad guys? Just picture like the Fantastic Four, but evil. Um, <laughs> it's like that, people. It's it's amazing. It really is. I've read every goddamn issue of the Smiths, and you should too. So hop on over to Kickstarter and uh, search the nefarious Smiths trouble in Tijuana and uh, be a part of the, uh, the, the, the this amazing campaign. This amazing, amazing campaign. Um, Proudly brought to me to bring to you by Inked Marketing Solutions. Podcast recommendations, you ask? Brian Wayne here, co-curator of The Apotalypse. And I know that sounds gnarly. That's because it is gnarly, man. The Apotalypse. What is The Apotalypse? The Apotalypse is a culmination of the gnarliest podcast, independent podcast, the internet has to offer. So instead of trying to go to Twitter the next time you uh, need a new podcast to listen to and try to get Twitter famous, podcast recommendations, please. Just think The Apotalypse, man. and. It's ironic because the Apocalypse is only the beginning. It's only the beginning. Just go to podchaser.com. It's it's in the top list. The top list in the whole world. So whether you're looking for true crime, sports, uh, role-playing, uh, well, I don't know, anything. Anything. Think of a podcast. It's on the Apocalypse. It's like the Apocalypse with a D. And do not forget to follow the apocalypse on Twitter as well Once again that is the apocalypse if you're looking for a podcast recommendation the apocalypse is sure to have something for you Welcome back to the Cheers to Comics Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Wayne. This is episode 310. The 310th episode of the Cheers to Comics Podcast will be a creator corner. And the creator that I cornered on this episode is a return guest, a return guest Mr. Sean McArdle. So, if you're looking for backstories and origin stories and uh, how'd you get here stories, then you're going to have to go through the back catalog and find that old episode. Uh, but I'm happy to have Sean back. I'm so happy to have Sean back. We're back. We're talking more Zafya and Zatrump. yeah, Zafya, the Zatrump. and we're also talking about some new stuff. But I'll let you, help. I'll let him, tell you all about it, man. Um, I had an absolute blast talking to Sean. The guy is, he's he's just fun. He's fun. But I'll let you listen all for yourself. You'll find out. You'll find out. So, uh, without further ado, I'm not gonna stall you anymore. I bring to you the return of Mr. Sean Mcardle. All right, Sean Mcardle, welcome back, my friend. How you doing? Good, good. How are you doing? I'm, I'm great, man. I am. I'm, I'm so good you know we were talking a little bit before a lot's happened since you know the last time we talked many episodes many uh, creators have been cornered since but i i love a return guest that's for sure especially <laughs> when someone reaches out to me that means the first time didn't suck at least
1: oh not <laughs> at all i, I had a class last time
0: <laughs> right i i did too there's there's no doubt about it. i was so happy to to see that message from you man um yeah i think the when we were talking we were just talking about the Fury and the tramp issue one getting ready to come out like it was yeah. just in previews now here we are got all five issues right here man i wasn't oh, i wasn't oh, bullshitting you i told you i told you i was I you know I, you,
1: worked, <laughs> you
0: know um well now the listeners can 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 know i mean they can hear it yeah. from uh from your mouth that i don't i don't bullshit with this stuff i say i'm gonna get into something and i yeah I did and oh man all five issues congratulations first oh, off <laughs> this is uh, a, a killer way to to break into this man i'm sure source points is as uh, happy as hell you know it's... yeah yeah it, 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 they seem to be i hope so <laughs> well i mean they're, they're they're printing it in trade so uh yeah. i mean is it is it is yeah, there be... are is source point distributing the trade as well yeah yeah cool, man Um, well, uh, let's, uh, let's, let's, part of the reason you came on was to, you know, talk about how the trade's coming out. It's in previews now, or is it next now?
1: April. April, Yeah. It comes out in June, June 28th. Um, yeah, it's, uh, the order code is APR 21. So that means April 21. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah, I, and I say that, uh, because, too i i grew up with with previews and i never made that connection as a child <laughs> it, it,
0: it's fun I, i'm glad you bring that up because um i think it was specifically i was interviewing david pepos one of the many times i was interviewing him and he was yeah. going on about his going to the chapel, and i was like oh yeah it's feb four five or two or oh two three five i was like how do you know all And he like listed like three numbers because he had like three different yeah. things coming out I'm like how do you know all this off the top of your head and just like with the barcode on a comic book, like every number means something. Exactly. You know, it's not completely randomized. So, uh, yeah, no, I, I'm gl- glad you bring that up. It makes it a little bit easier for people to remember these things, too. It's part yeah. of the reason I, I want to talk about this. You're not just shouting out numbers. You know, these numbers make sense. So, yeah, um, but the so fear that means of the, the ramp- issue of
1: previews. Yeah. So that's a- April exactly. 21 of uh, yes yeah, in this year. So APR 21, 1923. So. Gotcha, man
0: um the so awesome man well great. uh congratulations not everybody gets their indie books reprinted in trade format or yeah, at least true. uh I mean right. <laughs> not without having to, to fork up the dough themselves yeah. um,
1: so well it's really cool too because I got to go back and revisit it and after seeing them print make some changes um you know this is actually that I, I I did it in black and white and did a Kickstarter and did a collected trade to begin with mm-hmm. so that was pass one, then pass two was the floppies and pass three is um, you know, this trade. Which there, there was a lot of different reasons that things had to change. Some of those had to do with the Chaplin estate and requests that they made. Um Really? Some of those yeah. And some of those was like going through and reading it. It's like Oh, we could have spiced this part up a little bit more. And then, like, I'm reading, I'm like, wait a minute. We didn't, we haven't checked in with Hitler, you know, for, for an entire issue. We need to have a Hitler scene, you know. Um, gotcha. we, need see, we, need, we need to see what that dude's up to. Think about it. Like, in A New Hope, every, like, 10, 20 minutes, you got to check in with Darth Vader and see what kind of shenanigans he's up to. He's either, you know, blowing up Alderaan or you know stabbing his daughter with needles and shit you know he's got to be doing something or choking a choking a, a guy you know he's got to be doing something you got to remind the audience hey this guy's still a threat and he's you know here's some more bad shit this dude's doing so gotcha. i, I had to throw in some more hitler scenes um throwing some more jokes i thought of more jokes while i was writing it, while, while i was rereading the floppies um uh, and also recoloring it and then uh and then also, whenever you put it in trade, you know, especially whenever you have double page spreads, the 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 left panel, the left page has to fall on an even page, and the other one has to fall on an odd. So it, once you start combining issues, then sometimes you come up with you come up short, uh, so you, you have, have to, to find add more. pages
0: in between.
1: You have to add pages in between, so you have to figure out where in the story can you add a page, or also one time. I completely forgot in in issue four. I forgot to do my title splash. I had this whole title splash. I was doing old school Marvel style, you know, splash pages with the title. I forgot to do it in issue four, totally forgot. And so I had to go back and, you know, have a page drawn, but then that threw off my um, um, double page spread. So then I had an, so it couldn't just be adding one page I'd add two. Sometimes it's like okay, the pacing's kind of sucky here, or I didn't set up this part well enough. So I now I need to add something there. So it, I ended up adding probably another twenty pages of story, twenty or more pages of story, and then also add, uh, um, you know, a lot of changes too. Like I said, like the chaplain estate had some changes, which were mostly able to we're able to take care of in dialogue, um, okay. and for the most part, it actually made it funnier. You know, we, we were able to yeah. brush up those panels and it, it wasn't, it wasn't a compromise. It it was like, okay, this is actually funnier or more tragic. And one of the cases I was able to, it was actually John that did it. My co-writer was able to craft the scene in a way that became more tragic instead of funny. And it worked gotcha. better. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, uh, so.
0: I imagine i mean w- at what point did the, uh, the the chaplain estate reach out to you i mean was there a certain amount of issues out or i mean how did how, how, how did this work i mean do they see this stuff before it goes out and then it was they were just late to the punch and it was actually
1: you? it was the second day before the kickstarter ended oh, <laughs> it's one of the ways i ended up with source point because um I was working with Andy Schmidt. He was editing it, and he was consulting. He has a Andy Schmidt was a, mar, a Marvel editor. He was actually um, the editor. He was an editor on Civil War. He was also an editor on uh, Oh, it became Guardians of the Galaxy Annihilation. That was his okay. his brainchild, and he got away with Annihilation because of Civil War going on at the time, and you know everybody wasn't paying attention to what the the cosmic stuff was going, what was going on the cosmic stuff. Uh, so he was able to kind of get away with that for a bit. Uh, and then, you know, he, he went from there to creating comics experience and parlayed that into, into doing that. And I think he worked, he worked at Hasbro. He did a bunch of stuff after Marvel. Um, anyway, so I consulted with, I've been consulting with him for years, uh, right around the time that comics experience, either it founded or just before. Anyway, um, also, he edited this book, and so once um, the Chaplin estate hit me up with a cease and desist. Now, the thing was, I had already talked. I had already talked to other creators on Kickstarter that had made Chaplin comic books or had Chaplin in their comic book, and nothing happened. But uh, I guess you hit a certain threshold of like of views or you know, this, yes. for whatever reason they saw mine, they didn't see theirs. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, no you know. you're,
0: just, you're, you're just being humble there. Yours was bigger than it's one of the, it's yeah. one of the, the, yeah, no, I, I get what yeah, you're saying.
1: I, I, yeah, it was. And so I ended up getting hit and uh, with a cease and desist, I thought it was cool because whenever I talked to everybody and I even talked to an entertainment lawyer, I paid for an entertainment lawyer out of Burbank and uh, you know, they wanted me to pay a retainer to really, you know legalize it and stuff I, with this before I even started writing it and um uh I paid you know for an hour of their time and like a retainer or something crazy like seven grand uh, so yeah yeah exactly that's a lot of pages yeah, <laughs> that's man. a lot of, that's a lot of art that I could pay yeah, for seven that, grand. That, that's chapter two man <laughs> yeah yeah exactly <laughs> and that so I um but basically though out of that uh talking to that entertainment lawyer in Burbank, they were like, okay, Chaplin's a public figure. The chaplain estate is in Switzerland. You're probably, you're probably not gonna have a problem with that. These other, there's already precedent. These other Kickstarters, you know, funded and they did okay and nothing happened. So you're probably okay. But if you really wanted, you pay the seven grand and, you know, we'll, you know, draft together a thing. We'll contact the chaplain estate. We'll actually get permission to do all this stuff. I was like, well, or you know what? They could sue me for up to seven grand and I'm still ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's that's a good way to look at it. Uh, And they're going to sue me for what? You know, my wife already took everything. My ex-wife already took my lawnmower and my house and everything else. (laughs) So it's not like there's anything they can sue me for. Oh, man. So, uh, (laughs) and so I, I just decided to go ahead with it. But then whenever I got hit by that, Uh, that cease and desist, I called up Andy. And Andy uh, put me in contact with SourcePoint. He was working with SourcePoint at the time and their entertainment lawyer, uh, George. And George drove two hours to come meet me at a Starbucks the next day um, and sit there and talk with me for several hours about it. One of the things I didn't realize is that Chaplin is a trademark. (laughs) There's a big difference between... A publicly a public figure and uh being in the public domain, because a lot of the tramp stuff is in the public domain, and a trademark. A trademark becomes more litigious and becomes like a a part of a company. It'd be a like brand. it's a brand. So the tramp is a brand. It's like Nike. If I was using the swoosh or if I was doing McDonald's and had Ronald McDonald in my comic. You know, oh. it's a trademark character. Uh if you have the TM beside it, that's a whole other level of, uh, um, litigation that would be very expensive. (laughs) Mm. So, um, we worked with, uh, I worked with their lawyers and they were able to get a, um, right off the bat, allow me to finish my Kickstarter. And this is without any agreement with source point. This is why these guys are awesome. Just allow me to, uh, finish my Kickstarter and, um, Satisfy all the people that um paid into my Kickstarter, uh, so I was really grateful for that, um and that alone just bought so much goodwill for me. You know, well, I you know have
0: to think for a second that you know they, they they looked at the content, and you know if they if you're using their brand improperly, they 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 would you know just say well, screw your Kickstarter. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that- they they like what they're seeing, so like hey people let's let, let's make you know our brand relevant again in a comic book the biggest media material on the planet yeah um so yeah. I, I mean that, that's that's got to feel pretty good because i'm sure you saw that it from is. that angle it too is.
1: um john my, my co-writer john also wrote a letter and uh in in the original trade the black and white trade that came out from um the kickstarter trade i published part of that letter not the whole thing Kind of an a, a, an addendum letter, one that was more general and made sense as a foreword instead. But it mm. was so freaking beautiful. So between the lawyers and John's letter, we were able to uh, convince them to let us uh, um, publish it. And um, then, you know, SourcePoint ponied up the money to actually license the character properly. Um, so wow. Yeah, before, before it ever even hit press or previews or anything, they were already – they already had to pay the chaplain estate, so – you know, that level of belief in the project really went a long ways for me. Um, I hope I'm not speaking out of turn, but at the same time, I didn't sign in non disclosures. So. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, I mean, this is, this is, I'm, um my job as a media man i guess yeah. to try to get this information out there i mean yeah. it's kind of nice to pull back the curtain a little bit people i you think know, it's interesting it's, right it, i, 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 like I very much uh, agree that it's very interesting i mean getting a cease and desist from the chaplain estate at first seeing <laughs> that you probably shit yourself you know everything i just worked at is going bye-bye and then did, you, you continue but, yeah. on and
1: yeah i totally did especially it's like all right this kickstarter it's like funding like 400 percent over what i wanted and now it's like oh now it's all going away and i have to look like an asshole Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know i'm not able to fulfill any of these pledges or anything and then at the same time like fuck it i'm just going to fulfill these pledges and if they sue me they sue me i don't give a shit because i owe it to the people that paid you know i owe it to the people that backed me so i that was a whole scary situation um but no it went well you know it it the thing was too i really wanted to be official
0: <laughs> yeah
1: i want to be official well,
0: th- that's what the fuck it takes man and i, I i'm so glad that you t- you're you saying this story because you have to take chances sometimes if you play yeah. by the books and you play you know your lawyers are saying i advise you against this but you know what your right. lawyers aren't trying to do is be a fucking comic book creator exactly your lawyers are already you're paid right. you're you right know, uh, the, so it it it, it if, Fame and I mean, I don't know if it's fame is the right word, but acknowledgement was easy. Then everybody would know everybody's yeah. name, man. But you have to you have to bend the rules and uh, go off the beaten path to be able to get things like this in my hand, you know, yeah. five issues of something like this, and then have it be reprinted again. And have uh a, an, another company out there you know say here's a bunch of money so that we can uh yeah. you know continue to use this license and i mean that's that's big man it's all because yeah. you were like you know what screw it i'm going to do it you know yeah. i mean yeah, we, i, mean, I could have rolled over
1: i know it's like I, I there's so many reasons to you know not do something you know there's so many reasons not to do it and uh there's only one reason to do it is just because i wanted it to happen that's the only reason i wanted this thing to exist that's that's the the only only way way. it'll work too is if you want it to
0: happen man i mean that's it it seems like it's a common sense type of thing but there's all too
1: many people out there there's so many people saying otherwise you know you know, from lawyers to you know, other people's like, why why are you making a Chaplin book? You know, who gives a shit about Charlie Chaplin? I'm like, But I do and I'm that's the point. That's the point is that people should
0: give a shit about Charlie Chaplin. And the final pages in this book, man like the way the way you the, the the final page of this book says why you should give a shit about charlie chaplin oh, thanks buddy you no know, i thanks. mean you, the, the 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 speech and i know exa- i mean I, I remember watching i i still every once in a while i revisit that goddamn speech yeah i know it's on
1: on facebook every once in a while from the great dictator yes uh, but that's the whole reason i made the book was that yeah. speech and uh especially in the past couple years it's like we need to hear this speech even more you know just it's still so pertinent and you know that was another thing too with this entire thing was i did not want to get in a fight with a i'm not going to get in a fight with the chaplain estate why am i do why am i going to i'm, I'm not going to fight with his his uh, predecessors and his children and his grandchildren mm-hmm. i'm not going to do that i i value the guy too much to do that so that's why it meant so much more that if I could actually do this the right way and get it get the um 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 get get the ability to be acknowledged by them and be official then then it meant that much more because you know I'm not sure that his grandchildren saw it or whatever just the lawyers of the estate did not been in contact with any of his grandchildren, but there's that hope you know there's that right. hope one of his kids or somebody has actually seen this thing, you know, I hope so.
0: Yeah, um, and you know, if not, it's really just a matter of time, man. Because it's you know, with with, with the with, with the McArdle cut coming out and trade, you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, you yeah. know it's it, it's it's so much easier to be distributed that way. Because I mean, because yeah. you, know, you got to think these these floppies they they have to be shipped. Yeah, uh, I mean, well, they, I guess they probably could have read some sort of digital version as well. But you know, my 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 point is is that yeah, it's with them being in a different country. It, it, it's it's yeah. it's hard to say for sure, you know. I mean, uh, to yeah. to say that they have a poll list and they were getting five issues a month shipped to them, I, don't th- I think, think that might did. be a
1: stretch. Yeah. Um, but actually, it's, fact, I know they didn't. I know that they didn't. I already, I already know. No. There's a no little bit of communication we've had. I know that they've not actually gotten the floppies. <laughs> well, the, so, the the
0: the collected yeah. trade, I believe, I really do believe that it will be in the bookcase of the 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 chaplain estate man because this so. is this this really is a, a, a treat. I mean, it has everything, everything that I could want out of this book. I <laughs> went, when we first talked, Sean, it was, I was excited about the concept of it, but now I've consumed it and it's so much more than I expected. And I already had high hopes. You know, I mean, I, I really thoroughly enjoyed every single page, Your your, your comedic timing, it, it would be appreciated by,
1: uh, the man himself, you know, that's what, it, that's really what it, would. that was my, that was the bar. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that was the bar for everything I wrote was like, you know, because I rewatched all Chaplin's stuff over and over again, read his autobiography over and over again. And every time I tried to get into his voice, that's what I would do is just read a couple pages of his autobiography or read or watch some, um, interviews with him and stuff and try to capture the, you know, that tone eventually it just became my own character divorced from who he actually was, but that was still there. That's very much a part of it. And very much a part of everything I was doing is like paying respect and homage, you know? And it's like, I would want to make something that, you know, that either he or his grandchildren or children would dig, you know? (laughs) Well, it's dude, it's, it's right out of
0: a Charlie Chaplin film for him to, you know, Russian try to save his brother from Hitler, and then he finds out that his brother is like, No, I'm all about this Hitler shit, and he's like, What?
1: (laughs) And then then he's like, By the way,
0: Auschwitz, and then it's like, Oh, okay, because you had me for a second. I'm like, What did he just make Hitler like a decent dude for a second, and then boom. like that's so fucking chaplin man that's so it's beautiful and i i, I mean the, the book's um, been out if it's yeah. been spoiled i'm sorry but oh fuck there's, there's so much more content apparently to come out and enjoy when when you yeah. go through and reread it that, it's so re-readable, That was a big
1: man. moment. That, that that kind of changed and morphed as we went along and one of the things with it was you know, I didn't want to do Sydney bad for one thing, but I kind of did. But at the same time, I kind of wanted to deal with something I was going through in my own life at that time. And a lot of this stuff in there, it's it came from a place that was real for me. And that place, that place of Sydney being like, hey, I'm on I'm on board with this Hitler dude. That comes from me like realizing family members are Trump supporters. You know? <laughs> That's where that came from. It's like it, it really you I don't even know how to talk to you now.
0: <laughs> oh, that's fucking great! I thought we had
1: some of the same ideals. You know, our our grandpa fought fascism in in France and in Germany. He shot Nazis, and now you're like, yeah, you know, authoritarianism a okay by me. It's like I don't get this. How? How? Oh man! And, and people uh, say
0: comics aren't driven by politics. I mean, come on. Everything's
1: politics. (laughs) Everything's politics. I mean, come on. Superman is like politics Uh, from Uh, the very basic thing of the character is about, what was the first thing he did? He was fighting like, you know, uh, crooked politicians and bootleggers. And um, he wasn't fighting Lex Luthers in the first 10 issues. He was fighting like um, corruption and crime. And, um, and, and that character comes from a place of very much fighting that and, and for the Seagulls and Schusters to that that that's that was omnipresent in their life living in Cleveland in the thirties. And so right from the fabric of uh of comics was fight, fighting anti Semitism and fighting uh Captain authority. America
0: and all I mean that he's, America I all mean. Of them yep timely comics i think he's like punching hitler in the face i think is yeah the first yeah i Captain America. <laughs> i yep. mean it's well,
1: the, the issue five of uh fear and the tramp i kind of yes yeah,
0: oh i love that homage so much <laughs> you, you know i caught it i mean
1: <laughs> it's pretty on the nose pretty obvious. <laughs>
0: <laughs> i love it and that's that's just one of so many things to love about this book man i mean there, there really is no wonder that, that the chaplain estate was like yeah no we're cool with this he might have done it out of turn but I mean, yeah. this, this, this could yeah. be good for, every, I mean, I don't think it can hurt them. I, I really don't. I think, uh, I, I and I think they kind of look at it the same way. Like it's uh, worst, you know, it's just something that exists, you know, yeah. uh, at, at, at the same time. I mean, people can actually go through, it really it made me want to go through and watch the dictator. I mean, it's, uh, it's. <laughs> I'm glad.
1: Yeah, I'm very much glad of that. It that is last that last part bringing that that was the whole thing. I want to do justice to that speech, and one of the original thoughts I had for the entire book is there on one of the last pages. And I just what I wanted to do was I wanted to choke Hitler with that speech, so. I organized the word balloons. It was the hardest page I lettered because I did all the lettering in the book too. In the I color. was wondering
0: about that because that's there. there there's a lot to, to to fit in there, and it, yeah. it, it it reads so well, man. Like I okay. never got lost one time, right. and I was worried about that when I turned the page. I was like, "Uh oh, you know, my my lizard brain might might <laughs> yes, <Yeah. miss> my... <laughs> but no." No, it, oh, it worked.
1: Perfectly. I crafted. The, if you notice, I crafted the word balloons so they go around and make a noose around Hitler's neck. Which I'm kind of breaking a lot of like lettering rules and making the lettering the word balloons cut across and cut through people's necks and cut through people's bodies and become apparent. Usually the words are transparent, but in this point, Chaplin's words are more important than the art, and I wanted the art to choke Hitler. That was the that was the whole point of that page. And it's one of the original pages I, I conceived, you know. So
0: yeah, well, you, you nailed it, man. I mean, okay, it's great. it really is a thing of beauty. I, I'm I'm excited for anybody that hasn't read this yet to actually you know get another opportunity when they see it on shelves here um, in June. Um, yeah. Uh, this is this is great, and I'm gonna pick up a copy of the trade too because I, I, I'm gonna I want to compare the, the the changes and everything. I I do. I'm, I'm I'm curious. Was there one change in particular that stands out to you?
1: One page that stands out in particular.
0: Um, well, well, one of the changes that that had to be made after the the oh, the, the, okay. with the chaplain um, estate.
1: Yeah, it was the FDR stuff. Um. Oh, okay. Yeah, they uh they wanted to make sure that uh it was. Chaplin's idea to make the Great Dictator, and I kind of inferred that it was FDR's idea in the original. Uh wow. and so it was recrafted and remade to to uh to make it Charlie's idea and then FDR supports it. So oh, okay. that was gotcha. one of the major changes. Which really changed that entire scene in those beats. Uh because that was like the call to action. It's it's mm-hmm. like if imagine imagine if like all of a sudden uh, Luke isn't allowed to be the, or, or Obi wans not allowed to be the one to, you know, say come with me to Alderaan, you know, Luke, you know that Luke has to be the one to come up with the idea to go to Alderaan. How do you change that scene and still make it work, you know? Right. Um. So yeah, 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 exactly. So that that would that was that was kind of tricky, but like I said, John killed it. John really killed that scene, and both of them, both of those scenes work, um, the old way and the new way. But the new way kind of leads into it, kind of d- created a kernel of an idea that's leading to a possible sequel.
0: So yeah, and that's the, the oh, that leads me into another question. I mean, it's it's kind of you know sets up to where there is a possibility. I mean, it's it does very well contained, obviously. Like this yeah, could be yeah. it, and anybody could be a hundred percent satisfied and happy. But I mean, it, I want. I love the tramp I, too
1: much to not see more. Yeah, and I love these characters, Errol and Hedy and the the yeah. Ministry of Ungently Warfare.
0: Oh, come on. The, uh, that, that right there in itself. It's that
1: <laughs> That was so much fun. Mm-hmm. Those guys are so much fun. It really was, man. Wanna bring them uh, back. Yeah. There's there's awesome. more meat on that bone for the, the the ministry. That is a real thing. So like Apparently, uh, and and it's like I read this thing because, you know, I did so much research on this. I read everybody's autobiography, Hedy Lamarr's, Errol Flynn's autobiography. I even read Rise and Fall of the Third Reich and, you know, a bunch of other like books on, you know, uh, World War II history and stuff. And one of the things I found was that Woodrow Wilson, he created a wet works team that – uh, were a secret organization that they called the Ministry of Ungentlemanly Warfare. Isn't that the most freaking British name ever? hundred <laughs> percent, yes. Christopher Lee was actually a member of it. And so what, pretty much everybody that I put in it was actually a member of it. Um, or in some way affiliated. And that group, Ian Fleming was part of it, uh, Christopher Lee was part of it, uh you know um Robert Dahl was part of it but I didn't have him in it originally I had him in the script but um uh John Pertwee the the third Doctor Who he was a member of it oh, shit. all these guys were actually members of this secret organiz- secret wetworks organization within the British military they're part of the Royal Air Force that would go in and you know cause some havoc you know do some shit and uh, do some of the, the some of the nasty shit uh and it was just – that was just so fascinating. Uh, Josephine Baker, she was a spy for him, and she had contact with him and stuff, and she was out of France. And so she was spying on the Nazis while they were occupying France. So that was fascinating too. And then what happened was uh, that became the, the kernel that led to MI6. Oh, That's pretty- okay. Wow. Yeah. Shit. Isn't that crazy? that, that, that led to mi6 wow, so man. is that awesome wow. it's so uh,
0: that, that really is i mean that right there in itself could be like a whole spin-off universe that you could yeah. do i mean you yeah. you you uh to just sprinkle them in there like that and then <laughs> i loved it i loved
1: yeah, it because I, it made you want more and, yeah. and that's that's originally it was just red shirts it was just gonna be a bunch of red shirts but I was like this isn't a fun it's just a bunch of red shirts it's like and then i read that and I was like oh my god forget about the red shirts let's just go all the way with this if we're going to go this direction let's go this direction you know let's just let's get rid of the red shirts and just make them awesome
0: <laughs> you know I make guess.
1: them this, this this little team that you know this little covert team that goes in and you know gets dirty <laughs> it's so much fun <laughs> it,
0: it, it, this whole thing is fun man it, it really wow. is um th- there's uh one more thing about this that kind of stood out to me that i don't see in comics often enough and uh, i think it's i don't understand why and that's page counts you actually number your pages on here um <laughs> i, I I, I like that i do i i i i wish i saw it more i mean I, I, is this something that you had to run by source point like is this uh, like an un uh written rule of comic books i mean I, well, no. what's the deal
1: well you know I, you know i'm a marvel kid from way back and like a lot of my influence was just like you know old, old school you know uh john Byrne, fantastic fours and uh um uh, Claremont X-Men books and stuff you know and so I wanted to put in all those like little flourishes that I remembered from being part of that you know even even back to the 60s the old you know uh Lee and Ditko and Lee and Kirby stuff you know they were you know the starting off with a splash page and you know um I wanted to make a little bit more Marvel but really didn't I like I wanted like a little blurb at the top and stuff uh Mm -hmm. but I kind of I I uh it just got to be a little much. So I, th- I think I, I struck a good balance to keep it modern and not, you know, tip into that old style of of uh, comic crafting. But yeah, the page true. count uh, – and I renumbered. I had to renumber the whole damn thing for uh, – I
0: would imagine.
1: Yeah, that was a pitch actually. That was really hard. <laughs> it was a pain oh, in the man. ass. It was a pain in the ass while I was doing it. That's why they don't do it anymore because it's a pain in the fucking ass. <laughs> ah.
0: oh, well, no, I mean, I think that's a fine answer. That makes a lot of sense, you know? Yeah, think-
1: but it, it's nice to have, right? It's nice to have a page count.
0: it it really is it really is um unfortunately i I, I don't think there's just enough book comic book clubs out there where you could say well everybody turn your page to page 15 yeah yeah splash page you know it's (laughs) not quite as necessary but i sure do enjoy
1: it man like i i wanted to make a comic that was the whole thing is like i want to embrace the medium and I want to make a thing that's a comic first and foremost. I want to live and die and breathe on the page. So I was trying to pull in all those things. Um, you were talking about page count. I thought you were going to say like how long this stuff is because like, I'm always trying to hit like a typical 24-page count. I can never hit that. I don't know how those dudes do it. I cannot hit a 24-page count for the life of me. <laughs> Are you saying you, you, you write more? Yeah, yeah. I always write more. Yeah. And and it's like you know, I'm usually hitting like a twenty eight to thirty, which kind of fucks up doing a thirty two page floppy. Um, but you know, and then the last issue ended up becoming like what it's, it's like forty eight pages yeah, for the it's, final it's, issue. it's it's a big thick one, man.
0: That's it's a that's big thick one. Shit. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but you know, I figure you know if you were in for the first four and you're digging it, and you get like a, a forty eight page, you know, you know and final yeah, movie, that's that's, that's what yeah. I want,
0: man. You know, that's what they're.
1: That, Hopefully that's what everybody wants. That's what I want, you know. I love yep. that shit. I love whenever like I'm I'm really digging something and then, you know, like uh, like Joss Whedon's uh, astonishing run and then bam, the final issue is this big 48 pager. Fuck mm-hmm. yeah, I love that shit.
0: Yeah, and uh it's it's not like yeah you, you charged us out the ass for it either man you, you charged really it was just a standard price of a comic now unfortunately five bucks yeah more charges
1: yeah uh, I mean that, that's it five bucks a and... dollar more than the rest of them but yeah yeah so, yeah we that was a discussion and yeah in the source point um Happy was to a, pay it. i, like- I, I
0: Happy to pay that dollar, man. We're, we're worth every goddamn quarter, seriously. So,
1: man, that one that one almost killed me. Did <laughs> the, the coloring? Did I had I had yeah. outsourced coloring, and I, she helped out a lot. She was an Italian artist. She's great. Yeah. And um, I just finding someone to match my style was so freaking hard. But yeah. man, it was killing me. Like literally, I I could not get. I, I was getting behind, and I just could not get through forty eight pages you know, and still keep mm. up the quality. And I wanted to really hit those last ones. So some of the middle pages, I had her handle um, because some of the last pages were just going to be, I knew, that was the other thing too. Some of the last pages, there's like a dual double page spread of Charlie swinging from a chandelier. That took me like almost two weeks to color. It was so no, hard. Shit. It was so freaking hard. <laughs> not, whenever I say two weeks, not two weeks straight, I have a day job. So it's like, you know, two weeks right. of me at like nine nine a at a couple night, hours you know, a night you know? yeah a couple You're hours right. after i tuck the kids in you know um and man it usually i could knock out a page a night you know but man that one took forever i, I bet my i noticed that the uh uh the guy that flatted it he always uses it as like an example for his flat if <laughs> so he must have I, I and i think he hated it at first but then you know he put a lot of work into it he cut out all those little characters and um yeah it was uh. It, that page but i knew that page is going to be hard but i wanted that boom i just wanted that to come in like that you know that's the moment that you have to come in like that you know uh you just have to like that's where everything clicks it, and it went this smorgasbord right there where you're just like scanning the page and trying to look at all those tiny little elements and pull it all together before that like the other part that like i knew that i was going to have to focus on the coloring because the coloring was going to pull it off was the uh, sergio orgoni's like in the art in the margins that i did mm. so did you notice that like like the, the 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 b team is like there there are wet works that's happening in the margins
0: oh shit i'm just now i'm seeing that right oh my god that is so cool man uh, <laughs> like as you progress
1: oh that is so cool yeah, they start off in the margin climbing the mountain, and then yeah,
0: yeah, that's what I'm saying. And then they get higher and higher, and then when it's time to punch Hitler, they're
1: oh man, this is so cool.
0: <laughs> the rereadability, I'm telling you, man, yeah, yeah, like yeah, there's, yeah. So, oh, there's so uh there's is...
1: because what, what where I was having problems with that was like dealing with like so you have your A team, um, Charlie, and you know dealing with Charlie and Hitler, and they're fighting and stuff, and then you have your B team, which is Hetty and the uh arrow and the um, the league of or the uh, ministry of ungenerally warfare so so you know typically like i had to deal with this as a comic in a movie like you take like phantom menace everybody shits on phantom menace but you know what george lucas does an amazing job at the end of keeping four concurrent battles going on and we're not losing track of each one of them and each one of them are peaking at the same time and then going down at the same time and having like a reversal and you know um padme gets captured or and then uh you know qui-gon and uh qui or or qui-gon gets killed or or uh and um obi-wan is stuck between the two barriers Mm -hmm. and uh anakin is you know stuck His, his his ship is stuck inside the the yeah, yeah, and then also I think like all the gungans are like all attacked all at the same time. Boom, 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 boom. So you're able to do that through cross cutting. You know, you're able to keep those three store those four stories moving forward at the same time, and then cutting back and forth between them and keep the stories moving at the same. They're all arcing at the same moving moving in unison as you're going through, and then all of them culminate at the same time. Boom, 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 boom. Um, you know, lucas did that great in return of the jedi you know he has luke fighting in the death star he has you know the ewoks fighting <laughs> the stormtroopers on the on endor and then you have lando and the death star so you have three right there he topped it with four and that one i did not realize how fucking hard that is until i actually tried to write it and i was only trying to do two <laughs> yeah. and do uh. it in a comic form it was really fucking hard because what it breaks it? up the pace it breaks up the yes. flow yeah you know i to create this emotion and move the thing forward and if I'm like okay wait a minute we gotta go over here and check on these guys and then back and then we gotta check on these guys and then back and try to have those same that same momentum like all right I'm bringing because it doesn't work the same if you're cross-cutting if you're cross-cutting you can keep that momentum going but if in in a comic if I'm bringing everything up to a certain point and then, you know, taking the, the action and the tension down and then back up, and I have to cross cut and go to another page and see them, I deflated everything immediately. Uh-huh. And it's hard to build that momentum back up. Um, so it just came to me. It's like one of my favorite things was uh, in Mad Magazine was reading Sergio Goni's whenever you'd have the little things in the margin. Do you ever read Mad Magazine?
0: Uh, no, I can't say that oh, I really. Okay
1: so mad magazine back in the day uh, up until like they quit publishing it sergio goni's he's the guy who uh he does grew the wanderer uh he also oh, does yep that okay okay yep. so he also did a bunch of different comics in mad but there were these like little nuggets tiny little stories that one one panel comics in the margins almost of every okay. page like Usually you wouldn't see them, but then if you look, you would see like the, just a one little story just going, sometimes they go around like a corner or in the margin or in the gutter, just like a little one, one panel gag. Um, and I, th- that was my favorite thing in mad, you know, that are like folding the thing together. Like I love both those things, you know, folding the back panel, to panels together. Um, uh, I do
0: remember that. I do. Yeah. I
1: do remember that pick up a mad magazine and check out those argoni things he's a genius just for that and i was like okay can i borrow from Argonis and like make it part of the story and uh it originally started is like because them climbing the mountains kind of boring and there's only so many things i could come up with to throw obstacles in their way while they're climbing the mountain and it ended up just when the first draft it was like one page of them climbing the mountain and, but then it just wasn't interesting. And it just like, it's drugged down the story. And it's like, okay, I can just put them in the margin. All you need to see is that they're just getting up higher and higher. Yeah. And then I'm thinking, okay, Where can I take that to the next level instead of having them sneak around the castle? What if we just put it in the margins and you had to weave your way through it kind of like family circus style when you follow Billy around, you know? And -hmm. that's what I did. I made like a little Billy thing. And it's like, I don't want the dotted line, like family circus. That's kind of dumb. So I'll do it with like bloody footsteps or like arrows flying will be like, that'll be the direction that helps you follow, you know, follow it out. That was really freaking hard. That was one of the hardest things I did in that book was trying to lay that out. And I think I got about 90% there, 90% of what I wanted, but eh, I think it worked. (laughs) Uh, I I think, I
0: mean, just from what I'm seeing here. And like I said, I didn't even notice it until you brought it up because I was just so engrossed in everything else. Yeah. Yeah. And seeing all this now, I mean, uh, it it brings a whole level of uh, brilliance to this that I I mean, like I said, re-readability. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I
1: mean, <you> just <laughs> there's a ton of those like little things i'm because i love that and stuff i read myself i love coming back to something and finding these other little things in the margins or you know in the back panels and stuff that you know i didn't notice before so i was always adding stuff like that to it and just being influenced by everything like i just wanted to make a love letter to everything that i love and it's like the stuff that nobody else like geeks out on like the fucking don rosa i fucking love his uncle scrooge stuff have you ever Mm. read uh Mm -hmm. don rosa's uncle scrooge like the life and times of scrooge mcduck fucking brilliant one of the greatest comic artists ever but nobody pays attention to him because he wrote the ducks he wrote ducktales you know right But, but his panel design is fucking brilliant like nobody else is doing the things that he's doing with panel design but everybody doesn't pay attention because it's Gladstone, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. if, if he had been doing that same shit in Avengers people would have lost their minds, but nobody paid attention because it's in a, in a duck book, you know, in a Disney book, mm-hmm. but it's genius stuff. So I'm like borrowing from that wholesale, Calvin and Hobbes. I fucking love Calvin and Hobbes. So oh, anytime yeah. I could do like, like I, one of my favorite things is just having like uh reading where Calvin would just, you know, a whole Sunday strip of Calvin making funny faces in front of the camera. You know, uh, while while getting his picture taken or eating dinner at the, at the dinner table, and you know that's the gag. It's just him making all these different faces, and I noticed that Dexter was getting really, really good at something I can't. I'm not good at, which is taking a character and morphing their face, and it still looks like the character and showing different expressions through that character. He became phenomenal at it, and so I was like, "How far can I push this guy?" <laughs> so here we go. We're going to have six panels in a row of chaplain just like making funny faces <laughs> and reacting
0: I, I, i'm actually looking at one of them right now like one <laughs> i mean uh just a stone face you know eh, ha ha and then just hysterical laughing like yeah. the, the progression of <laughs> laughter there like it's not once i mean do you think well who's that guy in that panel now like you, you 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 know it would, it, a Dexter lot of people overlook how how difficult that is you know to to keep likeness through art it Honestly, especially it whenever
1: you're changing expressions and stuff huh? and dexter he was already getting good at it but i think i like pushed his comfort zone a little bit and now he's like you know sometimes you need that little extra resistance as an artist and i know that you know i, I know that as an artist myself you need that little extra push and I, I felt happy that i could push him a little bit and see that he could come out with something so brilliant like that and then i would see how it influenced everything else he draw subsequently like i could realize that now his characters even in other books he's drawn for other people they're more emotive you know uh i, I think it freed him up a little bit to like you know grab some different emotions and everything and try some different things and still make that character look like that character you know that's super fucking hard you know and he's aces at it he's great at it so
0: yeah no there was if there's i mean nothing in this book falls short in any way shape or form you know and a lot of times it's easy to you know pick out something in the art or like oh well i guess they kind of missed that but not in this man i haven't found it yet if it's in here you know, it's it, the the art is on point. It, it, the art delivers the, the the comedy. The same, I mean, it it, it backs the 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 punchlines that you're delivering in the in in the bubble and the balloons, man. I mean, it's oh, the the, the expressions match the dialogue completely. It's this is really a spot on piece of art, man. It, mm-hmm. it really is. Uh, is. Would this be would this qualify for this year's Ringos if it were to be nominated now? Yeah, it would be.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I believe votes are open
0: for that too.
1: So yeah, I mean, like, I think you have to write all that shit in, right? Uh, yeah, like, but I mean, it, it doesn't take much works. to do it.
0: Yeah, okay. yeah, it's right. Right now, nominations are open, so people could just go to the, the, the Ringo's website, and it's all right there. It takes, I think, it took me four minutes to do. Um oh. And uh, Ringo's is about the fans. You don't have to yeah. be a member of the press or anything to be able to vote on this stuff. This is like the People's yeah. Choice Awards for comics. Okay. So, um, yeah, no, any anybody that can do used that. to me the
1: Harvey's. That's where I'm confused. Uh, the, the,
0: the, Harveys, the, right? the Harvey's. Um, I'm I'm not too familiar with the Harvey's. Uh, I mean, the thing
1: of Baltimore. This is the the Ringos are at Baltimore, right? Yes, the Ringos are Baltimore. Yeah. Okay. I think they renamed it the the Ringos. Is that instead. what it is? Okay. I think. Gotcha. I'm not totally sure. I just know that historically the Ringo or the the Harvey's were at Baltimore. Maybe okay. I don't know.
0: I, I, I'm not sure i'm not sure but i I know that the 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 ringos are they're pretty much just i mean it's open now so i mean this 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 is something worth worth i didn't uh, know they're open now i really
1: want to go to baltimore this year
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) and it it looks like it might happen too because new york just said it's going to be in person now so yeah i've I've always wanted to go to
1: baltimore yeah Baltimore sounds I like I like comic cons you know not media cons thank you yeah yeah and uh I know that from everybody says it's like Baltimore Heroes Con Emerald City that those are the ones that are like comic cons you know um yeah
0: those are going to be the ones where you see the 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 people the 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 artists that only make one appearance a year they fly across the pond you know you're going to see them at Emerald City or Baltimore you know right um you're you're not going to see those people at San Diego like they why would they want to be overshadowed by Henry Cavill and the guy that plays Spider-Man and all that you know I mean San
1: Diego is cool I mean it's really cool when you're just like you know walking down and you pass Hall H and there's Harrison Ford you know that's really (laughs) cool but if you're a creator and you're actually trying to make an imprint and trying to meet fans it's not a place to meet fans if you're trying to meet editors not a place to meet editors. If you're trying to network, it's just not the place for it. You know, no,
0: it's just it's it's overshadowed by just like I mean, unfortunately, the the, the, the stuff that w- the comic book industry creates, but then Hollywood yeah. gets a hold of it, and exactly. the, the the creators are forgotten about. People walk right by your table to go fucking get pay a hundred dollars for the autograph of the character that you just fucking created. Yeah, it's you know, um, it's it, 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 it really hurts my
1: stomach. Right did you hear see that whole thing with brew baker no i soldier? missed it oh he 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 said that he made more money in residuals being in uh, was he in like one of the marvel movies i can't remember he made more money in residuals being an actor in one of those movies where his scene was cut than he has from creating winter soldier that's the
0: that, the that actually hurts to hear man it, does, it, it really does um but uh oh that's sad and but this this is something that i've been preaching for a long time man i i, I go to the cons and i see i go to artist alley and that's it like i'm yeah. not there for the fucking funko exclusive releases or anything <laughs> like that i don't yeah. give a shit you know if there's any actor that i'm standing in line for it's going to be a voice actor at at best yeah you know um uh, you know just because that's the childhood but as far you know as no man i all day i spent three days in artist alley i'll come back to your table three days in a row you know oh, i that's that's just uh, that, that to me that's what comics are so being that i actually haven't had the chance to experience emerald city or baltimore you got my hopes up real high that i actually yeah. there is hope for comic book conventions that still exist yeah. out there
1: what um, what's, the, what's the color
0: what's the one in denver so De- um uh denver's going through some things right now <laughs> oh. uh for a while uh, after san diego you know pretty much put a lock on the con and comic con thing it yeah, became yeah. denver pop culture con okay and you know uh, when it came to artist alley we would get maybe three or four top billing names and then by the time it would be time to come you know like half of them would actually be there you know it'd be like oh this person's only showing up for two hours now instead of three days during the week because it okay. just it, it wasn't but it uh, it wasn't a comic book convention you yeah. know artist alley was like way in the back you had to walk by everything to get to artist yeah. alley it's like where the smoking section and the bathrooms are <laughs> like it's uh it, it's the cheap seats man it, it yeah. sucked You know, you're waiting in line to, to, you know, for Scotty Young to do a sketch for you, but meanwhile, it smells like bo and farts coming from the men's room. Yeah, you know, that's that's what what we got to
1: subject our artists to. And then there's, you know, I I know it's probably not cool to talk out a turn like this. This is like inside baseball stuff. This is like other creators, how a lot of creators talk behind the scenes. Yeah, you like this shit. (laughs) There's another type that they don't make comics; they just make like prints and. it's they're not even sanctioned licensed prints yep. and they take up so much real estate so much fucking so real estate like they, they high. they're
0: high they they're so yeah. high and they take up like eight tables long and then they got to wrap it around 90 degrees yeah. on each side and all they're doing is selling deadpool shit meanwhile yeah. Scotty young is like but i i, I look what <laughs> i'm doing right like <laughs> i'm riding deadpool right now like why, why the yeah, fuck
1: well, are no it's this. i actually saw this i'm sitting across from mike magnolia okay I'm sitting across from him and I watch somebody buy a fucking like painted or like a a lithograph or whatever of Hellboy, of Ron Perlman Hellboy, and then walk right fucking past Mike Magnolia. Like he had no clue who the guy was. And that just, like, that's whenever I really got pissed off. It's like, and, and I even looked at him and I could just see in Mike's Face just like the disappointment, and if you've ever talked to Mike, he's amazing. Like I, I've been at cons like on a Sunday where it was slow, and I would just like walk over and sit down, and he would just talk to me for hours and like look at my sketches and like draw over top of them with tracing paper and show me how I should be drawing and how I should lay, lay out a page and stuff. That's the Comic Cons I miss, and these the Media Cons destroy that environment. And it destroys that environment where the dudes that are like like my like mike and i'm like it's john byrne did that to me at mid ohio con like like i would see him there on a sunday and it's it's quiet and john byrne would sit and talk with me for an hour and like draw over top of my and show me how to like to actually draw a character's face and make it a moat better and stuff um and give me feedback and everything like that like a lot of my schooling on how to make comics and stuff is from talking to pros at, at artist alley and at the big media cons it's you can't do that it's it's just it it sucks all the air out of the room it's so loud it's so distracting it's it's so like congested with people that aren't there to actually buy comics that Mm -hmm. you you can't have those that interface anymore it's not about comics and um Mm -hmm. you can't get that 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 level of uh you know talking to uh talking to the pros and like learning like um Michael Golden, he he was awesome. Like, like I learned a lot from talking to him one day. Uh same thing with Arthur Adams. I was surprised. Like Arthur Adams was so chill. And like, same thing, gave me so much feedback on my shit. This is back, you know, 20 years ago. And it's kind of hard to do that now. You kind of don't get that. You get you get them in, they do their signings, there's a big long line, and they're out, you know? Sure. Back in the day, it's like you could actually that that was the that was a Comic-Con. A Comic Con was going and actually meeting the creators and not just getting a signing but being able to talk with them and stuff what other industry do you have that do you i mean it's not like you can go to like a uh, a musician like con and like sit down with um uh you know eddie vetter and have you know yeah. have to show you how to how to write a song billy eilish probably, isn't doing fucking meet and out greets. A page, you yeah. know
0: yep yeah exactly like the, the, these these huge celebrity a-list you know fucking you're, you're not going to see i mean robert or downey jr he's not going to like sit down at the table like come up and let's talk guys like you're yeah. never going to fucking see that you know yeah. um and these are the people don't get me wrong like RDJ's my dude oh yeah but, yeah, yeah Yeah. but in right, is- a realistic sense though you're they're not going to do these types of things and if they do it's going to be like okay that's the thing i did for five years and then they're going to do it one time you 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 creators you you do it you guys go on these circuits you do it nine months out of the year you know you guys could you 12 13 times a fucking year you sit there and you know for three days out of the god at a time And just listen to everybody and enjoy it. And you don't, I mean, most creators, I mean, they don't charge you to talk to them. You know, you don't get charged to stand in line and shake their hand. You know, a lot of them will sign your shit for free.
1: It's because of the love of the medium. That's why we're all there, because we fucking love comics. That's what's missing. I want that back. I want, but just like, we are here just because we fucking love comics, not because we're trying to get a paycheck. Not, yeah. not because I'm trying to sell merch, you know?
0: I, I, I'm really hoping that the absence of conventions due to Corona may, may have, like, opened up some eyes, you know? May, may have created I a, a, I don't know, a deeper thirst for to, to actually, I mean, I don't know, maybe we just took the, the creators for granted, you know? Yeah. I don't know. But, but deep down, I also have to believe that people are still going to be climbing over fucking John Byrne to shake Chris Evans' hand. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's it's yeah. and that's that's the sad truth of it. But hopefully, hopefully, you know, there's there, there's a little bit of a spark again this this year. We'll, yeah. See. we'll
1: yeah, see. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> oh <laughs>
0: man, I, I, I know how many relationships and things didn't happen this year because of no yeah. cons. Like I understand the value of uh, the con, and not just as a yeah. fan. I like that's where shit gets made too. You yeah, know? yeah. Exactly.
1: You know, uh, a lot of that too is like meeting editors. That's somebody that you just like, like, like Andy became my editor, Andy Schmidt, and it's because I met him at cons and drank beer with him. You know, drank some beers and bought him beers and shots at you know at the hotel lobby. You know, uh, and did that with so many editors. um And I, I hope that's able to come back because that's the, literally that's the that's the hidden secret. Is like the editors are super accessible and people just don't know who the fuck they are. Mm -hmm. You just look at you just figure out who the editors are and then you can go talk to them and they're they're chill dudes. They're you know, they're 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 not um they they don't have the line uh like you know Jim Lee has at his table or anything. Mm -hmm. They're just they're usually working the booth, you know, actually doing the nitty-gritty work in the booth stuff. Just standing there with people walking over top of them and they're the fucking editors of (laughs) X-Men. They're the fucking editors of of Spider-Man and you know, they're just crowd controlling for that weekend yeah
0: Um, taking cash and like handing out trades saying here take this so you can go get it signed later i mean like people don't really
1: that's the freaking freaking editor (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh and uh you know so i I hope that part comes back because there's always so much fun it was always just so much fun to be able to like uh, chat with an editor for, you know, as long as they would let you buy them shots. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> there, there, there's always something. I mean,
0: <laughs> that's, that's awesome, man. Uh, you have me excited for uh, conventions again. Yeah. And I mean, like I said, like not even necessarily just going myself, but just knowing what comes out of these things as a fan. Yeah. So. Well, that, uh, that that
1: that's like, I'm working on another, my, my, another book. And, and that was why I was looking forward to is this year going to cons That I have, you know, I have my floppies (laughs) uh, and, uh, you know, I have the trade coming out. And uh, well, I was thinking about this last year. I have the floppies out doing signings and then uh, going around and schmoozing editors and trying to get my book in their hands because I don't want to be on the slush pile. I've been on the slush pile before. You know, I don't want to (laughs) just send them a FedEx package or an email with a PDF in it. I want to go get to know them and talk to them and stuff so that whenever they see my thing, there's an association there. They already know who I am. Um, Right. You know, they, you know, hopefully I made a good impression with them and stuff and made them laugh and, you know, maybe got them drunk, you know, <laughs> <laughs> gave them a good time. so, uh, <laughs> but you know, that just didn't happen last year. So I just stayed home and kept making more. So now I'm like, like 130 pages into this, <laughs> this comic. <laughs> and, oh, yeah. uh, well, yeah.
0: can, can we talk a little bit about this? I know I've,
1: I've, I've taken it's... so much of your time already, but I oh, mean, no, don't uh... worry about it, man. It's, it's cool. Um, yeah it's uh uh it's a horror book (laughs) it's a werewolf book okay Uh, yeah my my whole thing is like I want to do for werewolves what Bram Stoker did for vampires all right Name, name, name the titular werewolf like what werewolf represents all werewolves Jack Nicholson (laughs) 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 <laughs> like that's, yeah. that's about the I mean, one. <laughs> can't remember his name. <laughs> <laughs>
0: see, and that's my point. That's that's why I say Jack yeah. Nicholson. The, the one that see, Jack the... Nicholson. Like yeah. and how many people have actually seen that? Like eleven mm-hmm. that are probably it's still good. alive. You it's know, good... I mean, it's it, it, it's great. It's I, I love it. Yeah. But
1: yeah,
0: it, it's your point is that werewolves are not played am- played into enough. They're the, yeah. the, the, the there's, exactly. there's, haven't been done well. Haven't been yeah. done right.
1: It, well there there isn't this central mythos about them they're they're kind of fragmented because you don't have something like Dracula tying everything together and creating mm-hmm. this unified mythos um because you know the same thing is with vampires if you say like you know family feud there's five vampires up on the board name a vampire Dracula is like 99 and then there might be like Lestat and that's it <laughs> there's no right. you know I mean? <laughs> there's everything the- else is right just there.
0: another name that Dracula went by
1: <laughs> yeah yeah it's Dracula like all the points <laughs> go to Dracula right yep. I want that for werewolves that you know that's my bar that's what I want to clear is I want I want my Dracula I want my character to be that mascot for werewolves that's badass, man so, that, that's, that's, that's something board. to
0: strive for for sure that's that's you want a see some of a goal yeah man let me show you i know mean, this is a podcast the listeners can't really see it but uh oh you people oh did i yeah, yeah, see, yeah i yeah. don't do any of that oh man um i don't know what any of... let's see oh, uh, i
1: don't know maybe you could post we'll them in your them
0: multiple oh, okay try that all right there we go so here you go Oh man, I'm excited! <laughs> oh, are you fucking kidding me? That's insane. Is that a
1: cover or is that a is that a no, page? That that's that's okay. the, uh, the yeah that's the reveal. <laughs> oh shit! First <laughs> first the first, page, or first, um, the first um, reveal in the first issue. Who, who's was, doing your art here, man? Uh, I did the coloring and Dexter did the the art. Jesus Color Christ! Uh, here, let me show you another. There's. That's another page. That is so, insane. Yeah, I mean,
0: once again, I know it's 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 bad audio format, but Jesus Christ, yeah. if there's ever anything to be excited about, people, yeah, I'm really stoked. It's like it's
1: I said, huge. we're we're 130 pages into this thing, so that's a good like five six issues. Oh man. Well, um, and it's
0: gonna take more than five issues to create, you know, Dracula. You know, it's, yeah, exactly. It's, so uh, that that's. Oh, that's exciting! It's
1: probably too early for me to do this in my career, but I really want to create my Sandman.
0: <laughs> so hey that's man, a-
1: no, we we gotta aim for oh, something, dude. Sandman, you know. Um, I I I uh, I'm not getting any younger, so I gotta go for it. <laughs> <I> gotta go <laughs> for it now, right? Yes, sir. So, yeah, here we go. Man. Bam! <laughs>
0: Jesus Christ, dude, that is brutal. That is metal, man.
1: I mean, you say you're making a horror. I mean, this is this is horror. That's, okay, I'm glad that you you use the exact right term. It's like this this book should just make you hear fucking Iron Maiden as you're reading it.
0: Yeah, goal, no, seriously. You know? Like I I've made up metal. Yeah, no, I've got Black Sabbath fucking ringing in my ears right now, yeah. dude. Like this is holy shit. Like that's a t-shirt, man. Like that's a yeah. fucking t-shirt. Yeah, I would no, actually
1: want to paint it on the side of a van, airbrushed on the side of a van. Oh, dude, you know, are you kidding me? <laughs> like, you would have every
0: like every dude that owns a leather jacket for <laughs> miles lining up for that goddamn van. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh shit, uh, oh, that that would be the airbrush jobs of airbrush jobs. <laughs> like, and once again, listeners, you have no—I, I, I'm not just talking this up. This, this is—I'm pretty fucking metal like that nothing's
1: metal anymore i want shit that's metal like there's no chapel on the shelves now i want some fucking rock and roll on the shelves you know i want something metal on the shelves you know
0: yeah man yep uh because metal's not allowed to be mainstream anymore you know you can't make mainstream metal like (laughs) no uh I love it. I love it that we can we we, we can actually create, you know, non-mainstream content like horror. Yeah. Horror all of a sudden, you know, the the Academy is starting to look at horror movies. Right. Horror is a relevant genre all of a sudden. Right. Why can't we make fucking metal a relevant goddamn genre? You know, exactly. it has to in order for it to if if you want metal to be played, I'm going to go on a little rant for a second. If you want metal to be played anymore, it's got to have a fucking uh, a little wane a track or a hook right. or something behind it yeah. like wh- like i don't understand why the fuck we can't just have pure solid fucking metal and i mean that not I'm just totally in a musical sense but uh, in a lot of ways like everything's got to be kind of bubblegummed in some way shape or form you know exactly
1: it's, and you know, i'm just uh, something that's just straight up fucking metal <laughs>
0: dude, it, it, it's like uh when, when i i've I feel like when John Schnepp died, you know who John Schnepp was? Yeah. Um when he died, he 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 was a big part of metal which to me is my like my favorite yeah. fucking yeah, thing love ever. It. Like I feel like when men, when they stopped making metal that's when metal content stopped being created. Yeah. You know, I like know. that was the last mainstream. But uh, but uh, I mean, that's uh, that was the last time I saw something you know technically mainstream. Even though it was Adult Swim, it came on at three o'clock in the fucking morning. That was as mainstream as it got. Yeah. And and, uh, but even when that died, I mean, like that that to me that was that was pure metal. It still had its comedy and all that stuff. Pure metal. And we—I ha- haven't seen that since. Like, I have been fiending for the next metal And dude, just based off of this art here, like, that's that's what, like, that's what I'm feeling. Like, I I, I can hear the voices in my head already. Like, I, 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 that's awesome. And all I saw was a fucking brutal werewolf just, <laughs> disembowelment. Like, that's that's all I saw. I saw no dialogue, nothing. And I can I can like hear the guttural like, oh man.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's what what's going for. You know, just think about the, um, the Iron Maiden and uh, uh, Judas Priest and uh, Metallica like t-shirts back in the '80s and '90s.
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: th- those cool designs and stuff. Yep. That that shit that pissed off your parents and just yep. looked awesome in uh, scared little kids. That's that's where we're going. <laughs> so,
0: like that, that last image you showed me. I'm like, where the, Eddie's missing? Like, where's Eddie? at? Yeah,
1: exactly. Like- <laughs> it's so funny that you see that because I name drop Iron Maiden in this. And it is kind of a recurring joke and theme in this whole thing is is Eddie and Iron Maiden. <laughs>
0: parody's parodies legal though. You can't get sued for <laughs> Yeah. Well,
1: it's just name dropped, yeah. Maybe, maybe I might use a little bit of um, you know, um number of the beast and there's some lyrics and stuff. All there, there's it. an entire sequence that that's what I wrote it to. Just listen to that over and over and over again. Or there run for the hills, just listen to that over and over and over mm. again. It's like, how do I translate this into panels?
0: <laughs> oh my, dude, you have me so fucking pumped right now, Sean. Like, this is—I um, uh, so. don't even
1: understand kids anymore. It's like, how to, how did how to, how do teenagers get laid anymore? I don't get, it. How do you get Laid to the bullshit that's that's being played now on the Spotify list and shit. You know how can you go out there and be cool i don't get it
0: <laughs> oh man I, I, you're, you're right you're right i don't know i don't know i i think i've just come to the conclusion that i'm officially the old guy now you know yes, I, I, i'm fine I, whatever I, i'm fine with it we can, we'll no, just dude, keep it. making old shit new you know uh, well, I, we'll, we'll, we'll,
1: well right yeah. but like no, no dude's getting laid after going to the lizzo concert <laughs> No,
0: (laughs) no, I'm sorry. It's not happening. Like uh, uh, Lady Gaga doesn't, doesn't get my, my loins moving, you know, it's (laughs) it's not, it's not fucking happening. It's not happening. (laughs) Oh shit, man. Oh, this is, this is so much fun, Sean. I'm digging the hell out of it. Does does the book have a a, a, a prospective title yet? Or Oh, it's Wolves of Babylon. Wolves of Babylon?
1: Yeah. Oh yeah all right if we're this deep into it I, I might as well spoil it a little bit it's uh okay so in dracula bram stoker used vlad the impaler mm-hmm. uh as you know as an inspiration as a historical inspiration for dracula and by l- having this layer of historicity to it just lent it another layer of uh being authentic an interest and making it feel old and making it f- making, because it really is the book of Dracula. We read it now, or we watch the movies now and all of it feels old, but whenever it's written, all of this stuff that's going on in London is modern. It's very, very modern. It's about science. You know, uh, uh, Van Helsing is a scientist, but also he goes into the occult, you know, they're, they're doing like blood transfusions and they're looking at blood underneath microscopes. And they, they're, they're writing stuff using like, uh, uh phonographs and shit you know they're 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 using like the cutting edge of science in london and whenever jonathan harker goes into transylvania he's going into the old world the you know and uh the the ancient world the the the, and so you're right at that cusp and the you know right at you know the the turn of the century where you have this weird cusp of like there's still a lot of ancient in the world and there's a lot of like you know uh modern technology and stuff. And that's really kind of one the, of the last time I read Dracula, that's really what I got out of it. I never noticed that before, because now you read it as a modern audience and it's just like, everything's fucking old, you know? Mm. But that's not how the readers of Dracula would have felt. So I kind of wanted to find that. And I remember going all the way back to my Bible studies whenever I used to be, you know, um, a, a, you know a Christian. <laughs> whenever I used to be, ha- whenever I had faith. Um, and I remember being at a Bible study and uh, we are reading the book of Daniel and it talked about uh, Nebuchadnezzar go- becoming a, a wolf in the field for seven years. Mm. And, you know, we're in this Bible study, it's a bunch of old ladies and old guys and stuff and kids not paying attention. And I'm sitting there uh, and they, they said like, yeah. And then the book that we're reading in uh, said, you know, uh, that the, the uh, Jewish, um, um, jewish tradition holds that nebuchadnezzar was the first lycanthrope and so they said that and i was like holy shit!" and i'm like losing my mind here and everybody else is just half asleep reading this shit. and uh they just the, said uh,
0: there's a werewolf in the goddamn bible <laughs> yeah exactly
1: and so i remember this old lady she like raises her hand and says and she tries to read it and she can't even pronounce lycanthrope she's like lichen or whatever and i was like I raised my hands like no it's lycanthrope it means that nebuchadnezzar is the first werewolf that's awesome so from there i was like oh my god nebuchadnezzar is freaking badass like nebuchadnezzar is metal <laughs> so,
0: so nebuchadnezzar badass. is your vlad it's my vlog yeah <laughs>
1: that's
0: fucking rad dude once so, again metal like out of the bible like does out there of anyone... the bible yeah <laughs> shit, right
1: <laughs> what's more oh, metal God, than yeah. talking about like you know fucking <laughs> nebuchadnezzar and babylon and
0: <laughs> oh dude like you have the hair on my arm standing up right now like this is this is the metal that i have been seeking like this is
1: Oh, so it, like it, it takes and it's something that I like is like thinking about how we are built on the history built on history like our society is built on the foundations that were laid thousands of years ago and so that's what this plays with is that so it kind of take the story is kind of concurrent taking place in mo- in um, modern times and in ancient Babylonian history and moving okay. forward In multiple different eras, you know, uh, yeah, uh, but you know, the 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 main story, the A story, is taking place modern day, because if you think about it, like Babylon is Iraq, (laughs) so we're still fighting the same fucking battles in the same fucking piece of desert that they have been for like three thousand years. That is the cradle of civilization that is where people started being people <laughs> it's right there and we're still bombing the fuck out of that place you yeah. know uh we're still spilling blood on that sand and that and the blood has been spilled on that sand ever since there was society the first societies arose right there you know in babylon the code of hammurabi is the very first law the first poetry is from Babylon. The very first uh, songs were from Babylon. Astronomy and astrology and mathematics and everything comes from there. It is the foundation of society. And what is a werewolf though? A werewolf is the feral. It's the anti-society. So here they are, Nebuchadnezzar being the epitome of society and creating society and building like the one of the great wonders of the world with the Hanging Gardens of Babylon and at the same time he became a werewolf he became the opposite of civilized you know mm-hmm. it's, it's so fucking interesting to me <laughs> yeah
0: no that, that that's a level of irony that i i very much forward to looking to explore yeah,
1: yeah so that I, that's, I, yeah that's what it's dealing with is that dichotomy between the guy that is one of the originators of society is also a werewolf and every full moon becomes like a, a destroyer of society <laughs> right right oh, Fucking all right <laughs> yeah
0: dude seriously i mean yeah the wolf of babylon you said of babylon, yeah oh my god man like this is do you i mean i i know that you're still kind of shopping around and still kind of i haven't started shopping around yet no no you haven't started shopping yeah, i want to wait till i can actually meet editors <laughs> there you go man there yeah. you go
1: i was slapping throw their face and see their eyes oh,
0: seriously uh, um man I, I i i don't see anybody saying no to this dude uh, yeah, well, we i really don't pretty
1: hardcore i mean and it's kind of niche it's kind of niche i mean like we'll see it's oh. you know it, we'll see uh it's nothing else i'll self-publish but you know i figured that oh, out. I,
0: i'd back down on kickstarter in a heartbeat
1: yeah i mean well, i probably want to kickstart to begin with nice yeah. thing about or there's a, I, I find Kickstarter to be a great way to market a book because mm-hmm. I don't use it. I, I don't use it to like – a lot of people use it. They'll, they'll do like six pages or ten pages and then try to get to finance the book. I think that's the wrong way to go about it myself mm-hmm. personally. Someone else can do that. More power to them. I to don't, me, as many people as
0: I've had on the show to, to promote their Kickstarters, I don't think I've ever backed a campaign or had somebody on the show that had that type of uh, okay. um, campaign. I see them. Those
1: are usually the ones I'm still waiting for the book. (laughs) You know, I backed it years ago and I'm still waiting for that thing. I think that's unfair to your backers. I think you should have it fucking done. You need to be the first investor, not you, but me, the creator, needs to be the first investor. I need to invest in myself and in my property first and have it be able to deliver a complete project and deliver a complete thing that can get into people's hands. And so I use it to, to pay for the printing and just use it as marketing. You know, I'm not using it to do anything else. Um, maybe be able to pay for, you know, more issues and more pages, but okay. mainly it's just, you know, get the thing printed, mailed out, you know, uh, get all the perks mailed out and stuff, pay for that and it's marketing, you know, get get your first fan base out of that. That's exactly
0: uh, kickstarter is a good way to create a a collector's fan base too when you drop your exclusive kickstarter content right. you can only you know, you know wolves of babylon you know once it's printed through SourcePoint point whoever may pick it up you know i mean I, I like the fact that those kickstarter campaigns beforehand a lot of times like oh i mean i but i have this and you could only get this but yeah. you know I, you know a lot of times things yeah. don't get big you know and blow up until after it has you know booms label on it or source point right. label on it yeah. so then it creates this this collectors hysteria and then you got collectors and speculators wanting your shit that's what's going to that's what's going to create the demand for you as the artist yeah. so it's uh i i think these kickstarter campaigns have so many different perks and ways to go about things it's just I say this almost damn near every time I talk to a creator. I'm not going to go on a huge long rant about it now mm-hmm. but I really think that what the, the way they've changed the game is it, it, it's, it's, it's so vital to, to, to progress in yeah. um, comics I, I really do what, the way the ideas that people are having through Kickstarter now it's just mind-blowing you know it also
1: it's a direct you're directly with the audience, you know, we're diamond. we don't have to go through previews. We don't yep. have to be in comic book shops. You don't have to like, you're not, there's not all these barriers between you and the audience. It's just, it's like a con. It's like yes. you and the audience, bam, yep. you know, and instead of waiting for people to come by your table, you know, now you've, you, you can go further than a con to me. I, yep. I view it like a con, you yep. know, it's like, um, it's you're waiting for people to come to your table and uh pitch them your book here it's like you're you're getting your book out there you're getting people to respond to it um and uh use that energy to be able to like create a fan base and also kind of inform the book too you know
0: yeah and honestly there there, there really is this sense of uh personability between uh, a Kickstarter backer and the creator as well you know granted yes there's obviously a distance between us but what, what I, I love you know once the the, the campaign's back and it's funded and then you're starting to get all the updates you know when a creator posts a picture like I just got a pile of Gemini mailers and you know yeah. they showed up to their house that means that they're personally going to pack my fucking comic book yeah and you know like the, you don't you don't see that with marvel dudes like i'm yeah. sorry matthew rosenberg isn't putting his thunderbolts in my book box you know <laughs> i love the dude and i don't fucking fault yeah. him for it. but that's that's the cool thing about kickstarter is the you know i'm a, the, the, the level of personality like there there is that distant but physical connection it's like to me it's almost as good as a handshake you know like yeah. thank you you know and the, 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 that's the the creator thanking the fan not, not yeah. necessarily the fan thanking the creator in that way, you know. And yeah. so, just the, some of the handwritten notes that I've gotten my Kickstarter's like I, I I save fucking everything. Like I actually had to find a new place to put all the stuff up because I, <laughs> I ran out of my my my, my uh, an envelope didn't cut it anymore. <laughs> um, it's just and that's that's so amazing to have all of those handwritten notes. And in my head, you know, I'm also a collector too. I'm thinking, man, you know, I got a handwritten note from you know, David Pepos or Ryland Grant or all these, you know, Kickstarters I back. I'm like, these people are going to be massive one day, massive. <laughs> and, you know, I'm not saying I'm going to take them to fucking eBay, but yeah, I'm just yeah. to, to, to know For that you. like, yeah I can look back 20 years from now and go, I remember when blah, blah, blah. And I have this piece of memorabilia that's personal and sacred to nobody but me. You know, and that's that that's what makes it special. And that's because of Kickstarter. I wouldn't get these things otherwise, you know. These people aren't writing me notes at the con table saying thank you. Or maybe they are. You know, I guess they could write it on the comic when I have it signed, but it's it's still not quite the same.
1: Because I don't know, man. Well, because you're there at like an inception point. Whenever you're Mm -hmm. at a con or whenever you're buying it, it's like the things are already printed and they're already like it you, you know that it's it's already kind of growing you've already gotten those books back and stuff you're like at, at a kickstarter it's like you're at this cool point for the creator too where they haven't really realized their book they haven't gotten it in their hands yet exactly. and how they, <laughs> it's like in you know so the, so for me i'm just speaking for me too it's like whenever i did okay the reason i did kickstarter for fear and the tramp was primarily because i wanted nobody to tell me no I wanted permission from only myself I only Mm -hmm. wanted me to tell me whether or not I could make this book or not um so you know that's another layer to the whole chaplain estate thing you know I want to make this book's getting made no matter what because my audience is me I want to hold this thing in my hands Mm -hmm. so I I appreciate every Kickstarter backer so much because you helped me get to this book hold me, me being able to hold this book in my hands me being able to open up this case and see my book and pull it out of the case and hold it in my hands and sit there and flip through it and read it. That's what I did this for. That's totally what I did this for. I wanted to hold my own goddamn thing in my hands and read it, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, whenever you're backing a Kickstarter, and I, I could just speak for me, but when you back my Kickstarter, that's what you're allowing me to be able to achieve that dream. You know, because otherwise it's thousands of dollars to print this thing. You know, and uh, I could probably print you know one or two. I could probably like paying. You can you can go to like Lulu and print like twenty for like you know cover price of forty each. <laughs> you know oh, what right. I mean? But um, you know, otherwise to be able to print a big enough print run, your cost that's thousands of dollars. You know, it, it, it you know pr- my print run for uh, my uh, Kickstarter or Fear and the Tramp was like four grand you know uh just to get that fucking thing printed you know and that's what I made my t- Kickstarter my my goal for my Kickstarter I was stupid I didn't even think about shipping the goal was exactly what the quote was from the 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 fucking printer <laughs> you know that was the goal as soon as I got the quote I had a couple different quotes I, they, they sent me material and stuff to look at, and, and I had a bunch of different – I went with the one that um, basically does like image and IDWs uh, over or over orders, like whenever they can't get the Canadian press to do it, the other guy. So it's like their second tier where they send all the shit whenever they're like behind. Um, that's the press I went with. And so whenever I got their quote, I looked at that quote, and I made that exact number, copied it, pasted it right into what I needed for my uh, – <laughs> so I'm it's like – my fulfillment to fulfill my Kickstarter is just to print this damn thing, you know. Like if if it only hit that marker, shipping's coming out of my pocket, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, no doubt. Not to mention, uh, you know,
1: the Kickstarter fees and all that other shit. And, exactly. Yeah. But to me, that was that was kind of like my level tailsman too. It's like that's that that number is you know telling me that that's that's. That's why I'm doing this. I'm doing this just to get the thing, fucking thing printed.
0: <laughs> it, it really does say a lot too, because a lot of people, you know, that you know, they took, they do this Kickstarter, and like I don't want to have to work for the next six months. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, I mean that's that's fine. Good for you know, them, they can, can pull that off? <laughs> yeah, no, I mean seriously. Uh, but to to just have the number, like I I, I just want. I, I, it's not even breaking even. It's just, yeah, I just want not. the thing that I want. That's it. I just want the thing. If, uh, <laughs> uh, if, if it costs a hundred dollars out of my pocket or two thousand dollars out of my pocket, yeah. I just want the thing and that's uh, it, it, it speaks volumes for you as a character and a creator, uh, <laughs> as well too, as far as your the longevity. It took, long you to to yeah. of, it took a long time
1: for me to get there in my head. That was part it took a long time for me to get there in my head. but getting there in my head is what allowed it to happen, if that makes well, sense. Totally. You I think that for creators you gotta get to a point and i'm speaking just for me whenever i say you i mean me mm-hmm. i had to get to a point where i was creating for myself and nobody else um like uh i so like whenever i was in art history um there was a uh i had my art history professor is exactly what you expect an art history professor to be like tweed jacket leather patches probably smokes a pipe i guess you know mm-hmm. John Malkovich kind of, uh, dude, yeah yeah, just, just very dry sense of humor <laughs> little little British flair in his in his <laughs> in his voice you know and um he he uh told this story about uh Renoir and Renoir was an impressionist painter in the in 1800s you know Paris and Renoir painted you know um voluptuous women very voluptuous women you know, was voluptuous for the time mm-hmm. uh, and other artists mocked him because of it you know um but, you know, he liked to paint, like, flesh. He liked to paint, like, rolls of flesh and stuff. Uh-huh. And uh, so, like, this uh, art critic was talking to him and was interviewing him for one of the Paris magazines or newspapers or whatever and asked him why he likes to paint voluptuous women. And if I could say this in the French, like, my art history teacher, it's so much funnier. But uh, he said, like, blah, 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 blah in French. <laughs> and and then my art history teacher translated it and said, like, I paint with my cock (laughs) Uh uh-huh and so at the time I just bust out laughing because here my teachers like said a dick joke in class and my favorite humor is highbrow lowbrow and you did it in the same (laughs) sentence that was my favorite so forever that stuck with me you know and then one day I realized it's like wait a minute it's not really a joke I thought that Renoir was like fuck you I paint with my cock whatever yeah suck it you know no, he, That's he what paints he's what
0: he loves man like he paints, you know. what,
1: he he paints what gets his dick hard yep. you know and then i realized it's like i spent my entire career being a graphic designer not getting my dick hard i've been getting everybody else's dick hard you know <laughs> and and how and how you know if i'm even doing that you know i don't know yeah. it's i'm doing a job you know i want to you know what i need to do is focus on creating something that, that that got me off you know that made me excited and not worry about anybody else's dicks you know we're talking metaphorical dicks you know uh, uh well <laughs> depending so, on what line of work you're in <laughs> Well, yeah, 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 yeah but even then you should, you should be getting yourself off first you yeah, are your exactly. first <laughs> audience. you are your first audience i am my first audience so whenever i created if you're in the tramp i created for an audience one me And so that that changed everything that changed and recalibrated the way I went about everything. I realized I had to invest in me first. Up to this point, I had done probably like six or seven different issue ones with full synopsis and breakdowns and pitches and sent them around and got a bunch of rejections or even worse, no rejection whatsoever, nothing, not hearing Mm -hmm. anything back from editors. That's even worse, because mm-hmm. I don't know if they even opened this, the, the, the fucking FedEx package and I paid a lot right. of money to ship that FedEx, you know? Right. Um, and, uh, and, you know, maybe they didn't even look at it. Maybe they would have bought it if they would actually read it, you know? But I spent all this time making issue ones and pitches, trying to get them to say like, yes, you're allowed to make your project, Sean. I'm going to allow you to make your project. Because at the end of the day, even if any one of those would have said yes to any one of those, they would say, yes, you can make this. They're not going to give me money to go finish making it. I have to go finish making it and then bring it to them. And then they print it, even image. They're not going to give you front end royalties or, you know, they're not going to give you, you know, money up front to be able to, you know, pay for this thing. You still have to go and make it.
0: Yeah. You're still on the leash. You're still playing fetch. You know, they're like, you go get it and then you bring it back to me and then I'll give you your cut. I mean, it's, yeah.
1: The only way is if, like, you're working for uh, a a traditional publisher like Abrams or uh, Penguin or Pinnacle or one of those. If you're, uh, if you're, um, the you know, Durf making uh you know my friend dahmer or you know the kent state book you're getting you know a front-end deal if you're working in comics you're going through boom or image or idw or arcana or, or any of these books you're not getting upfront money you're getting mm-hmm. money at the end after the books sell months later so you have to front in that thing yourself um so you know and i didn't realize this at the time i didn't know how this works most people don't that's why i'm bringing it up most of your listeners probably don't realize that right that you know even image by the, you know they're not giving front-end money to the creators to make those books you know whenever they're making chew and they're making uh even you know walking dead kirkman's not getting an upfront money to be able to start walking dead that's that shit came out of his pocket you know, Mm -hmm. where Tony Moore is like working for free, you know. Um, So you got to make it anyway. And here I was trying to get permission to finish a thing that would have to finish anyway, if I get permission. Mm -hmm. So I might as well just give myself permission, not ask anybody for permission and just make the goddamn thing myself. And that was part of the Kickstarter. I'm not going to ask permission to print this thing. I'm going to print it my own goddamn self. You know, I'm going to make sure that I can deliver this thing. I'm going to take all of Anything that I can, um, anything that I can do myself, I'm going to do. I'm not going to ask permission from anybody to do this thing. I'm going to do it myself, every single last piece of it. Kickstarter affords you an ability to be able to do that and be able to p- print this thing yourself and actually distribute it. So I, I wanted, I wanted to do that. I wanted to do it by myself first and not have to ask permission from anyone. Um, I only wanted to, you know, I only wanted to satisfy me. I only wanted to, you know, get myself off. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's how I approach everything I make now. And I feel that it is so much better because I'm not second guessing thinking like, oh, I wonder what Bleeding Cool is going to think about this. You know, you know, I I don't I'm not thinking, you know, I wonder what editors are going to think about this. You're not
0: writing for clicks. You know, I'm, it's, I'm
1: not, I'm not writing for anybody but myself. Yeah. If nobody else in this world likes a werewolf book, Nebuchadnezzar is a werewolf. I don't give a shit. I well, like. That just it. means like, that
0: the world doesn't exist anymore. That's what that <laughs> means. Like, you're the last man on the planet. If that's the case, brother, this thing is going to be fucking
1: huge. I'm so, <laughs> I so. But, You know, I, I still believe in a little bit of that field of dreams. If you build it, they will come. Absolutely, and, you know, that, that's yeah. it. It's like go out there and build that fucking baseball field in the cornfield and people will show up and that's what happened yep. with Fear and the tramp i built that fucking corn that cornfield baseball park and you know people showed up people actually oh showed God. up to my goddamn baseball park <laughs> i the showed up five life. times man
0: five times <laughs> well, thank i mean you, it, it's Thanks it, so much. It, i appreciate it, it. it. well you make good stuff dude you 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 do and to know that you know you 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 you, obviously you haven't stopped aspiring to create more uh the wolf of babylon i mean it's not very often that somebody pitches a book that doesn't exist yet and i have i don't forget the name like it's it's there like this is this is like one of my most anticipated projects (laughs) to look forward to now Uh, seriously you know I'm, the fear I'm of the tramp doing... knowing that the ministry of ungentlemanly warfare is still uh, a <laughs> yeah, looming still possibility
1: yeah i think uh I'm, i think i want to do a kickstarter this summer there's a little yeah. bit little bit more that okay so, so that's part of it is like all right so i've been watching kickstarters buying a lot of kickstarters and supporting a lot of kickstarters and it's you know it's kind of hard to like just do a one issue floppy to do like wow. a a 32 pager and expect, you know, to finance that. I mean that you're not given enough meat, you know, you're going to go through all this effort and you're giving them a 32 page floppy. So I decide I'm going to make a 64 pager, you know, I'm, I'm going to come out. I'm going to give you 64 pages to start. I'm going to give you content. I'm going to give you three, three issues, you know, right off the bat, you know, bound is one thing. And I've been noticing a lot of people doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah. Oh, David, uh, Paul, Peppo, I don't know how to pronounce his Pepos? Peppos, David Peppos did that with Oz. That was kind of like one of the ones that inspired me. I think he had two uh, issues for his. Um,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a big goes, oversized issue. Yep. Um, uh, Rylan a, Grant with the jump. Grant. Uh, yeah, he's doing yeah. issue one and two. Um, yeah. Uh, so I've been that.
1: noticing that 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 that's, that seems to have some good response. Plus, you have good price points too, because. Mm-hmm. Like if, if I'm charging, you know, like what can I charge? Like if I charge five bucks for a 32 pager and then have to ship that it's going to cost like two, three bucks to ship it, you know, that's a lot of work to give you 32 pages of content. Whereas like if I, if I made 64 pages of content, my price of like printing will go up, but not substantially. It's not three times as much. It's not double and my shipping. Barely goes up. Mm. Like it goes up pennies if you're doing media mail. Um, my packaging is the same. You know, that book is going to fit in the same fucking envelope as like a, a 32 pager is going to fit the same as a as 64 pager. Um, you know, my perks are going to be the same. I might as well give you more content you know if i was if i was going to kick and whenever i myself I, I judge myself as my first audience whenever i look at kickstarters and i see that somebody's just giving me 32 pages of content and somebody else is giving me 64. i'm fucking going with the dude's giving me 64. you yeah, know
0: man.
1: um yeah uh, i mean it, i'm already yeah. going to be in for probably 10 bucks you know if i'm going to be in for 10 bucks i might as well get 64 pages versus 32 you know exactly i want to see some story i want to i want to get a good idea where this is going and I don't want to get an issue one and then not see an issue two for three years, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Oh, that's so annoying. <laughs> but it, it, I, I think I'm on the right track here. So that's no, 100%. Yeah. No,
0: I, I, that's, this is, like I said, it's a Kickstarter that I'm 100% going to back, man. Oh, cool. I awesome. mean, that's, this is right up my alley. I, I, like, I like it. I, I would rather it cost me a few bucks more to get more content and have to wait less time. You know, yeah. it's, it's to get the next arc in the story or the next right. next chapter in the story. I think that's uh, I really think that's a method that more Kickstarters should start adapting. You know, I think doing right. one it issue is right. at a time is it's rough because Kickstarter only allows you to do so many a year.
1: And like it, it, even it, if you have the means rough.
0: to do one a month, they wouldn't let you.
1: Yeah, exactly. No. And it's rough. It's rough doing a Kickstarter. It takes a lot of time. Mm-hmm. You know, that's so right. if I want to dedicate a month of my time marketing this thing, getting this thing out there. I want to give you more content. I'm not going to give you 32 pages of content. I want to give you 64, you know? Right. And really 64, when you say 32, 32 is generally 21 to 24 pages. Um, Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. No, I mean, uh, so 32 is
1: a... Yeah, so 64 is double the amount of pages, but it's really three issues. Yep. You yeah, because
0: your, your standards are an issue and a half. Like you, yeah, yeah. You, your your standards are way above most people's it's standards. It's
1: literally, it's probably going to be 64 with cover. So it's probably going to be 68 actually because <laughs> I can't get it whittled down. And that's what I'm working at right now. I've got to reconfigure some of these pages and stuff and have them have some stuff redrawn and some other pages added in to be able to give a a nice solid, Sixty-four pages. I don't want just like sixty-four pages slammed together. I Mm -hmm. want there to be a nice solid chunk, you know. Right. So it took it took a little bit of work moving some things around, and you know, and I think it's for the better. There's some storylines and story threads that are like in issue five. It's like okay, I need to kind of bring that into issue one, you know. Mm -hmm. So this uh, this year of being in the pandemic and working on this thing is making it better. You know, I'm realizing things that, you know, it's like, okay, so now I have 130 pages to work with. I laid it all out and I'm like, okay, I can move these around now, you know, Mm -hmm. instead of working from issue to issue to issue, I can move, I have all these different opportunities and ways I can go with the story now and kind of front load the story here and be able to tease things that are going to happen later, you know? Right. So,
0: it's uh, no, helpful I, I i never thought about that yeah that's a really helpful method uh, well, i never helpful. thought about two
1: until it happened <laughs> awesome man awesome
0: we're learning all types of shit today well <laughs> i'm
1: giving you the i'm giving you the deep shit this is the oh yeah depth.
0: man uh, i i I've, I've, i i really do appreciate all of the time that oh yeah you've given me sean i if i seriously if i didn't have Thing oh, yeah. to do here yeah, i promise you i promise you this conversation would continue <laughs> on but uh I, I i i i i my dad's signal is kind of going off in the back <laughs> oh of yeah head, so. <laughs> it's 5 30
1: i gotta cook dinner for my kids
0: yeah. <laughs> but man the 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 time that you have given me i i I, i've treasured these last 90 minutes or so it's been (laughs) an absolute pleasure i have thank you so much um, somehow fallen in love even more with the fear and the tramp you've given Uh, me even more to look forward to with the 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 trade and even just having the floppies here and going through and being able to like check out the margins and stuff like that's (laughs) that's awesome man um yeah, you, you've got you've got big things coming, Sean. If I can only make one suggestion, that would be to campaign yourself for the Ringos, because okay, I, I think good. if you campaigned yourself, you'd get some backers. You know, I, I don't know okay. how much longer the the the, the nominations are up. But okay, yeah. God, I it, this is good. yeah, I didn't even know yeah, this was were Yeah,
1: yeah. So. Um,
0: I uh, ugh, this is other than that, dude. You're you're. I mean, not like that's a fault or anything. I just want your name to be fucking recognized. Like oh, it's ringo is i could see the sticker you know the the 12th print of the trade when it sells out 11 times over the 12th print when you know, it has the ringo sticker on it i i i, I see this happening man and you know, i just you're there you're, you're you're the creator that we all need right now in comics you you've That's got really the nice. you've got the attitude you've got the fucking drive you've got that metal fucking yeah. that we need man like oh <laughs> this is this is it you're the guy you're the guy. Oh, thank you. Thanks, I appreciate. Uh, it. Yeah, man. Of of course, there's always an open mic for you anytime, man. I really appreciate, I appreciate you reaching out for me. a second time, and I look forward to the third. <laughs> uh, yeah,
1: maybe we'll do it for the Kickstarter.
0: Maybe I could see that happening, man. I, I could definitely see. that I don't want to overstate
1: my welcome, but you know. Yeah, dude. Are you I'm kidding? aiming to be on that back wall. That's all, you know, up there with that New Mutants '87, and yeah, watch, you know, watch this, watch that- this, bam.
0: <laughs> <Yes>! happy, <laughs> oh, i love it i love it man oh dude i can't wait i, I seriously i can't wait to, to uh oh big things man big things coming and i'm going to be able okay. to say hey i was there in the beginning <laughs> i well, I, yeah. I remember i, well, I was I one of the first it. guys <laughs> <laughs> all, all right, right Yes, so you continue to create man, it really has been an absolute pleasure. Fear and the tramp, or uh, I believe how they would say Zafia and the tramp. I mean, that's <laughs> yeah. and then, oh, the, oh, the, the fucking Wolf of Babylon. I mean, yeah. I can't say it without a growl, like, yeah. You have to, you have to growl saying it,
1: <laughs> and you have to do the devil horns, you know, double no, double.
0: it's it's reactionary, like, if they, yeah. they don't like not go down <laughs> I like I don't know what to do with my hands right now <laughs> oh man awesome. uh, thank you so much man you just keep yeah, creating brother stay me. safe we'll talk again soon peace uh, cheers brother
1: I'm Nate I've been role playing for a long time and I am also yes you are and I'm Ryan and we are geezers of the game we are friendly role playing
0: Alright, there you go. Mm-hmm. Another creator has been cornered. Episode 310 in the books. Sean McArdle. Coming back for more. And there will be more. You think it's over here? Shit. That stuff that he announced? Are you kidding me? I'm so pumped for everything. Everything that this man is doing. And if you haven't read The Fear and the Tramp yet, I urge you to pre-order this book in previews. Uh, the, uh, the The trade. It is incredibly good, um, and up until that last issue, I mean, you're, it, it's oh, just the, the build-up to that point, the uh, the emotion that runs through that book is tremendous. Uh, every emotion, it's it, it's it's amplified, and that's that's just what we get out of Sean, man. So um, I hope you've enjoyed this conversation. If you're not convinced, Adam.
1: you're listening to Cheers to Comics podcast. Hey everyone, I'm Monty Michael Moore and this is the Cheers to Comics podcast with Brian Wayne. This is Drew Zucker, you're listening to Cheers to Comics podcast. This is Mark Russell and you're listening to the Cheers to Comics podcast.
0: Good morning. Brian Wayne here to tell you about my new podcast, The Real Brains. The Real Brains podcast is a show coming out daily dedicated to the everyday struggle of just the average human being. From troubles with rage to uh, anecdotes about uh, very strange human interactions, this podcast really is just a uh, somebody that's all too familiar with the struggle. I'm here to let you know that you are not alone, so come laugh at uh, our pain together every single weekday, every place you can catch a podcast. I got the real brains with Brian Wayne. Remember, stay sane.